Thank you so much. It's been good to be here. We want to bless the Lord for this day. Praise the Lord. Amen. As Pastor Jay introduced me, my name is Moses Mare. I come from Gawa Community Church. I coordinate the Fellowship of Community Churches in Uganda. And I'm blessed to be home here at the City Church. Uh, Pastor Alex uh, and Mama Faith, these guys, they are younger than me. I groom them almost. I have a lot of stories with them. So this morning, we want to give God the glory that we can be here. Uh, I and my wife, we are blessed to be in this place. Thank you so much for welcoming us, and we want to bless the Lord for this day. Can we pray as we start the word of God? Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you the honor. We magnify your name, for you are good. You are God. You are our Savior. Father, as I'm sharing this word today, let your name be glorified. I pray that you open up our ears, our heart, to receive what you want to speak to us this morning. We give you praise. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to bring a message to you today. The topic is called The Cost of Following Jesus Christ. The Cost of Following Jesus Christ. And I will try to say that every good thing has a cost on it. If you have a good shirt, a good shoe, it must be costing you some good money. Every good thing has a cost. Even following Jesus Christ, there is a cost you have to pay. If you don't know that yet, there is a cost you have to pay to be able to follow Jesus Christ. Every rich man we see, they have paid the price to what they have. For anything good, even in the classes, you have to, to put in more effort to be able to achieve those good grades. There is a cost to pay to follow Christ. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, when Paul is talking about this price, he talks about that you have to do something in order to gain that price. I'll come back to that portion sometime. Salvation costed Jesus his life. He costed Jesus his life and he had to go to the cross. For you and me to be here today, he costed Jesus Christ his life. But this is what he tells us for him. He did it willingly because he wanted to get you and me back to his father. In the book of John chapter 15, verse 13, the Bible says that my command is this, love each other as I loved you. 13 says that greater love has no one like this to lay down one's life for the sake of the friend. Because he calls us friend, that's the reason why he said that greater love has won no one like this for the person to lay down his life for the sake 
of his friend. Jesus laid down his life because he loved us. As believers, as Christians, we have to do something also to show that we love Jesus Christ. Therefore, salvation is not just anything. Salvation is not just something we want to enjoy. It is not a religion we want to be part of. It's not something we are going to say, as long as I'm feeling well, I will follow. I want to warn you or tell you that there is a cost to pay. There will be a cost for you to be in this salvation. So the question we have is, what does it take to achieve this? That is the question we have. And I want to tell you the answer is everything. It will cost you everything to achieve what you want to achieve in this journey of salvation. In the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 45, the Bible says, Again, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine power for the six who on finding one power of great value, he went and sold that he had and brought it. He sold all that he had and bought this power of great value. Probably he sold all he had, the car, the house, whatever he had as a value for him. But because he found this greater value thing, the Bible calls it a power, he sold everything so that he can buy this power. So I want to tell you this, that salvation will cost you everything. Will cost you everything. How do we do this? Number one, we have to choose to be holy before the living God. We have to choose to walk the life that is worth of our calling. The life which is this praise, Jesus, we profess. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. The Bible talks about how to carry that cross, how to follow Christ. The Bible says that he has, then he called the crowd to himself along with his disciples and said, actually the Bible calls the other people who are following him, the crowd. He also had the people he calls his own. He says, the Bible says that he called the crowd and the disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple, it's interesting. The Bible says that he called his disciples, but now he's saying, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The big word there is denying yourself. Jesus says you must deny yourself and take up the cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save his, their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. For the gospel you will save your life. What does that that does mean to be holy or to choose to be holy before God. This means that you have to determine 
to serve God no matter what. You have to determine to lose what you think as a value to yourself. The Bible tells us in the book of Leviticus, chapter 20, verse 7, it says that you have to be holy because the Lord your God is also holy. So if we call ourselves friends of God, we have to be holy because he also holy. So what does denying oneself mean to us? Self-denial is foregoing something you pressure so much for the sake of God. I know every one of us here, there is something you really pressure. You really take for dear. Some of us is just our cars. Some of us is just our wife and your husband. Some of you, your children. Some of you is your house. Actually, your house is so beautiful that sometimes you don't want people to come to your house because they will come with their data shows. Some of them is your car. You don't even take people in your car because you treasure that car so much. I know someone, they told me it was so amazing that he is not taking anyone in his car. But what he does, he keep hiding things in his car. <laughs> like when you come and see the car, you, it is full for sure. There is nowhere to take you. And he will tell you, I would have given a lift, but you know, everything is, you know. That's their value. They pressure that. And they told me actually of one person who said that when he takes you, you have to, he carries Caveda in his car. You take off the shoes, put them in Caveda, you have to step in his car barefooted. Deny anything you treasure so much for the sake of God. Then the Bible, the portion we just read, it talks about carrying the cross. Carrying your cross and follow me. Carry your cross and what? And follow me. No, carrying the cross is not easy. The cross is painful. You know, the history tells us that the cross was the most ashaming thing in the days of the Hebrews. If you are put on the cross, you'll be someone who is very, very bad and very dirty. But I want to tell you that the cross is not easy to carry. The truth is the cross is heavy. The cross will be what? Will be heavy. You take away this one who people carry on their chest. You know, those small ones. That is not a cross. They, they, they keep putting it here. But I'm telling you the real cross. In Gaba Church you have the real cross. You can't just carry it. It is heavy. It is painful. But Jesus says that deny yourself and carry that cross and follow him. Hallelujah. That means you are going to take off whatever you think is more value than God. The Bible says that God is holy, so we should treat him as a holy person as we serve him. To do that, you have to go after God. You have to be willing to die for God. You have to deny yourself like anything which comes your way. You and God, between you and God, you have just saying no, 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 no. You have to go after God and you are willing to die even when you don't have something to eat, even when you don't have your rent, even when someone is promising something bigger than what you have. Hallelujah. 
I used to work with a minister, our minister called Africa Renewal Ministries, and I used to hold so much money because I was in charge of procurement, uh, logistics and procurement. I used to go to the market all the time. And I remember one day, the guy asked me, how much do you want me to put on this receipt? And I said, okay, how much have I paid you? He said, you never know. I said, okay, put on what I gave you. I wouldn't say that I was rich. I had everything I needed. No, I didn't have anything because I was needy. I was renting and I could do anything and my bosses would not know. So that was the, the kind of a cross and dying. Eh? You know, it, it is like fana kuona, they call it, yeah? It's life and death. You have to choose whether you follow Jesus or not. In fact, just recently, I was coming from, this week, actually, I was coming from Pakwachi, reaching Masindi, went and put in fuel. And you know, fuel these days is not small money. And the guy gave me a receipt. I, I told him, give me a receipt. Then he gave me a receipt. And he gave me other two empty receipts. And I told him, okay, this is for what? Then he said, you take it. That is your blessing. I said, huh? This is not a blessing at all. I told him, you know what? Don't lead us into temptation. You know that verse? He said, never, don't lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil. I gave him back his receipts and I told him, I'm delivered from you, the evil man. <laughs> God delivered me. So you have to be there and you have to live the right way. How do we do it? There's another thing I want to do, another point here. It's called passing the love test. Passing the love test. We see the story of Abraham and his son, Isaac. I think everyone who knows that story, you know that was a real, real, real love test. You can't tell someone who has been waiting for this child of a promise for so many years, and now you are telling them that give me that child. And the funny thing is that you go hiding, you don't even tell the mother, because if you tell the mother you are going to be dead before the kid is dead, even you don't tell the kid himself, but you take the boy to be sacrificed. I want to tell you there are so many things you really pressure in your life, but God is going to ask those things. Some of those things can be even your parents, that you love them so much. Even the Bible tells us, obey your parents as this is the first the command with the promise. And then you have to say, no, I choose Jesus. That is the passing of the love test. I will not read the, that portion because of time, but it's Genesis chapter, chapter 22 from verse 1 to 14. We know the story. But what we learn from that portion of passing the love, the love test, number one, total love for God. Abraham loved God and had no question. Because he loved God so much, he had no room to question God. Check yourself. How many times have you questioned God if you really loved him? Number two, total obedience. Total what? Obedience.
willingness to give up the things you love most for God. When you start thinking about this Abraham and his son, God has promised him so many things, so many things, but now he had to obey. He had to be willing to give up whatever God say. When we obey God, the Bible says that the promise of the Lamb of God. Because Abraham obeyed God, God provided the Lamb. There was a Lamb where he couldn't expect it. When he's ready to do what God asked him. When you obey God, when you give up everything for the sake of following Jesus Christ, always, always God will bring you a way through. I've seen that with my life. I've seen that with my life. That's when you experience the Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides everything. But if you make a shortcut, you are not gain, getting that experience. You experience the Jehovah Jireh. Then you see the promise of faithfulness and fruitfulness. Whenever you are faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. Hallelujah. As I finished, I want us to read the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. It talks about that one who is going to be engaged in the battle or who is going to leave everything to be ready to win. He says in verse 8, What is more, I considered everything lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost everything. I have lost all things. I considered them garbage that I may gain Christ. You have to consider everything as garbage that you may gain Christ. He says in verse 12, he says that no, not that I have already obtained all this. Oh, I have already arrived at my goal. But I press on to take hold of that for what which Christ Jesus hold of me. I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, I forgot what is behind me and starting, staring towards what is ahead of me. That cost, you don't just focus on what is the now. You focus for the future. I tell you, Paul says it's not easy and he can't say that he has got everything, but he had nothing. When you give everything to God, God will come through for you. God bless you so much. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We know it's not by power, it's not by mighty, but by your spirit. Father, I pray that you come through for each and every one of us and help us to win where we need to be winning. Help us and hold us so that we can be able to follow you and walk that walk worth of our calling. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.